hello hello and welcome back to the respect me please podcast um today's episode i might make this a bonus episode i don't really know what this is consider it like a page in my diary i guess but like it's just really been on my heart to sort of speak on grief um so today we're gonna dive into all things grief and really just like all things <laughs> going on with me that is causing me this grief um so i'll just jump right in i think first and foremost is sort of like the typical when we think of grief we think about death and like literally a physical death the loss of a loved one who has died who is no longer on this side of the universe with us um and for those who don't know i was pretty open about it on my like instagram stories and stuff recently but i lost my grandmother a little over a year ago um and that's been just a very difficult journey for me um i think grief and loss is super duper complicated um and this was my very first time sort of dealing with this kind of loss me and my grandmother were really close and our birthdays were like a week apart you know we shared that little leo energy you know what i'm saying happy belated birthday to her um and she was a big force i'll say in my life like um she was strong she was beautiful she spoke her mind a little stubborn um but also very like caring and emotional and the backbone I would say literally of our family and I think the hardest part of kind of grappling with her death has just been that remembering all that she was just this powerhouse um and then to know that she like left here so suddenly and like due to a heart attack behind some bullshit to be honest but you know I'm not gonna get into that not trying to start no no problems but i do think that is a piece of the grief for me like how could this matriarch like this backbone this strong person who still felt like they still has so much to give and so much life to live like how she could suddenly be gone how her heart could just stop you know and that's just been super super difficult super hard um and it's layered because it's like I wasn't there and not even in the sense of just being there you know when she died like to be able to go to my grandma's house and like sit with my family and like really grieve in that moment that hurt but also the idea that I just really haven't been home like when I left Miami to go to college when I left Miami to go to fam I never lived there again um I lived in Tallahassee till I graduated. After Tallahassee, I lived in Virginia. After Virginia, I've been in Texas. Um, so seeing her was, you know, like holidays and weekends and breaks when I would come home. But I haven't lived there to just be with her how I used to be. It was tradition. We would go to my grandma's house every weekend. Um, when I was younger, it was like Fridays. As I got older, it was more like Sundays. Um, even through the family bullshit, like it was kind of a given that we were going to my grandma's house. <laughs> um, 
And so I think recognizing once the person is gone like that, I've missed out on that time. Being in Houston um, or being in school, um, it, it, it cost me time, you know, that I can't get back time that I didn't get to spend with her. Um, just, yeah. And going down that rabbit hole of guilt of thinking maybe if I wouldn't have gone this path or if I would have decided to do school in Miami or, um, if I would have hurried up or like not been distracted by other things, I could have been done sooner and maybe she could have saw me graduate or, you know, get married or have kids. Um, but of course, like looking back, you can think all that, but none of that, you know, comes to fruition. Now it has been a very difficult year and some change sort of grappling with that guilt, um, grappling with the what ifs, grappling with how much I'm going to miss her in the big moments that have yet to come in my life. She's been there for the ones that I've had, but I think I will miss her still for the ones that I have yet to have. Um, and that, that part of grief has been really difficult. I believe in a higher power. I believe in so many things about, uh, you know, after death, what comes after death. And I don't know if I believe in heaven in the same concept that I think traditional religion wants us to believe in it in. Um, but I do think she's on the other side. She visited me in a dream. It was one of the most beautiful dreams I ever had. And it was after I was angry with her for not visiting me. Um, I cried in bed and I was just like, I know I wasn't there, but like, I miss you and I want to see you. And, you know, I just want to know if you're all right. Like, I just want to know if you're here. And it's like, you don't even come and visit me. But I cried myself to sleep that night. And just like that, she showed up and she was so happy. She had on a new wig, child. She was drinking. She was with her sisters. Um, just kind of sitting at this table, like really enjoying herself. And when she saw me, she asked for a hug and y'all, it felt like I could feel her. I could smell her. It was, it was beautiful. Um, but she also asked me this really hard question. I kept asking like, are you happy? Are you happy? And she was like, yeah, I really am. But are you? Um, and in the dream, I lied to her and I said, yes, and I could tell she did not believe me. But when I woke up, that really kind of sat with me of like, am I happy? And if I'm being honest, the answer to that at that time was no. Um, so much was going on. I think so much still is going on, to be honest, life be life and be, but, um, it really sparked me to sort of figure out why wasn't I happy um, and what what changes could I make? What people do I, you know, let go of, keep, whatever? What can I do? What, what needs to happen in order for me to be happy? What does happiness look like? Um, and I haven't a thousand percent found the answer to that quite yet. Um, 
but it's been a journey ever since that dream to figure that out to figure out happiness and to stop um to figure out happiness and i don't know it's been a very interesting journey and i think a big part of that journey has been the whole love and dating scene which perfectly brings me to my next kind of area of grief has been love um most recently i think shortly after her death actually um i found out that uh, the guy i had my ex that i had been with for we'd been together for about three years at that point um i just found out it was just (laughs) the opposite of what i thought it was um he ended up i found out having a baby and now two um at the time on me um he just wasn't faithful at all he just was kind of living this whole other life that i was not a part of and it was just not at all what i wanted to hear or needed to hear um in that time because it was really close to losing my grandma um And then it's like, boom, you have this other loss. And I think there was a piece of me that was just having such a difficult time conflating these, like, two very different personalities of men. Um, He was one person to me, but by no means perfect. (laughs) We had our shit and our issues, believe me. But he wasn't a bad person. Like, he wasn't a person who I thought was capable of the things I came to learn that he did. Um, So that that was hard for me. Um, And then just sort of like feeling like I lost him, even though now I recognize that it wasn't a loss to like no longer have that type of person who was inflicting that sort of pain um, on me is not a loss. But at the time you know, physically, that's what it was. And, and just kind of mentally and emotionally, that's what it felt like. I grieved that relationship in such a weird way. Cause my very first breakup, I was with that nigga for 10 years. So that was, you know, woo, talk about grief rough. Okay. Your girl wanted to die. Did not want to be here. Uh, no more. But I went through that process, came out on the other side, and I had like vowed to myself that I had learned all these valuable lessons and like how different things were going to look and be. And I think this grief hit so hard because it, it what I was grieving was I felt I really didn't make any process that all the grieving I had done the first time around was in vain, like it was for nothing. That I hadn't grown, I hadn't learned. How could I be this dumb again? How could I make similar mistakes? How could I not know? How could I not listen to myself better? Um, Because a big part of the most recent breakup was that, like, almost everything that I, the craziest thoughts I had that I was made to feel crazy about, were basically true. Um, I used to always joke with my friends, like, I just feel like he is married. He got a wife and three kids. (laughs) Like I kept saying that and no, he didn't have three kids and he never technically was married. Um, he was in whole relationships with other people. Like 
living with other women and he did make babies you know um and I think had I just learned to lean in on myself more I would have gotten out of that relationship sooner and maybe on to better things or I mean who knows I can't predict the future but that's where the grief took me that had I healed properly the first time had I done what I was supposed to do had I made the progress that I thought I fucking made the first time around like I would have been better um and if I'm being honest it made me feel like I would have been better for him that in the midst of all of this he would have chose me had I shown up more healed and as a better partner you know he would have changed his ways and he would have picked me. He would have chose me. He would have loved me. Um, and so it was a lot of like just the loss of the confidence that I had in myself and my growth. Um, and that was hard to lose. Hella hard to reconcile with. Um, shit. Like you feel like you know yourself and like. You making all this progress just to have somebody come show you just how far you ain't come. <laughs> like, just how much you ain't learned and just how much you haven't grown. Um, I was disappointed as fuck in myself. Um, and a lot of the, like, blame and hurt and anger and all the feelings that I was feeling, I put on me. Like, I didn't even feel it for him. Um, I really blamed myself. And just, just so y'all know, like, that is not the thing to do. If you are in that space, like, I think there's room for both. Like, it's not an or situation. It's an and situation. Um, I could have listened to myself and I could have set firmer boundaries and I could have walked away when it first or second or thirdly felt right. Uh, and he didn't have to be a piece of shit. Like, and he could have chose to be a good human being to someone who was being a good human being to him. Because I showed up in that relationship. Definitely not perfect. Far from that y'all. I am needy. Um, I can be really stubborn. I like things done my way. Um, I'm very loud and provocative. I can get very moody sometimes. It's the Gemini in me. <laughs> um, but there, there are a lot of ways I'm sure that I, I show up as a less than perfect uh, person and partner. Um, but I am there to do the work. I loved him deeply and I let him know many many times like whether you're in the put you know like the money position you want to be the life position you want to be like I am here to do life with you and that was what I meant I wanted to do life with that man good bad indifferent I wanted to be there for it um and I think because that's how I came I expected that in return and he didn't give that to me and he is not a good person for recognizing that he couldn't or wouldn't give that to me and still sort of playing me for it. Um, so it can be both. Um, that was a sidetrack <laughs> rant. So sorry, but just in case somebody needed to hear that. But yeah, I was grieving just all of this loss of progress that I had for myself. And then I think I was also grieving. I'm the type of person... In relationships like friendship first to me can we be friends fuck all the love shit like the romantic love shit at the end of the day if all of that was to go away tomorrow like if i was no longer attracted to you like could i still respect you as a person could i still rally for you like 
to get all that you deserve? Like, could I still be there to support you because I believe in you and like your purpose on this earth? Like, can we laugh together? Like, can we trust each other? Can we be friends? Um, that is at the core of any relationship I have, but especially my romantic ones. And so for me, I thought I had like grown that with this person as well. But a big part of the grief for me was losing that friend. Like feeling like we had done this work and that at the end of it all. And I think I had said to him randomly in one of the times I was you know, doubting and just stuff just was suspicious and just not feeling right in my gut. I said like, and we were long distance. So I was like, you know, I can't keep tabs on you and that I don't wish to. Um, And at the end of the day, like my only hope is that, you know, whether this relationship lasts a million years or, you know, just one year, um, I want to leave here better, you know, not broken. And I felt we were on the same page with that. So if there ever came a time where it just, this wasn't what was better, like, let me know. That's going to hurt my feelings like shit because <laughs> I am invested. But like the way he did things hurt so much more because it felt like you couldn't have been able to do that to somebody who you really loved and respected as your friend. Um, and so to kind of find out for me that we were never friends or that... The friendship wasn't what I expected. That really hurt because I, he was a genuine source of friendship for me. Uh, we shared genuine laughs and moments and just sort of like secrets and insights. And um, that was hard for me to lose. But to also try to understand that like I wasn't losing it because it was never real. Um I don't know. It was a very confusing place to be. And so I was really grieving, you know, just the person who I thought he was, the friend I thought I had, and all of the progress that I thought I had made since the last relationship fuck up. Um, and I think most recently for me regarding that, like, like after the breakup, like it was hard, but, you know, I'm in therapy, like, I've read my books, I've done my healing, and I've genuinely been in a good place. Like, I have learned to, like, move past that and really sort of, like, let him go to come to peace, you know, with the fact that the person who I, you know, loved and miss and and yearn for at times wasn't real. Like, it was this character he played, and I will always be able to have love for and fond memories of that person. But the person who he is, you know, has no space in my life, has no space in my future. Um, and I really felt like I had come to that and, like, I was good. But y'all, I don't know if, you know, the universe has got a funny way of playing fucking games. I don't know if it's this Venus and Mercury retrograde. I don't know um, if it's because I really think I'm going to meet my husband this year. I don't know if y'all know that. But 2023, I'm supposed to meet my husband and the love of my life. Um, And so maybe is this like a sign of like my husband is coming and I just really got some unfinished business and work to do, child? I do not know. But this nigga has been on my mind heavy. 
don't know if y'all have ever had like exes like that or moments like that where like you good like you think you are good like you was in a whole different space like you've walked away from that you've healed you've let that go and then boom like a ton of bricks the memory of this nigga like the presence of this nigga just hit me like I was thinking about him like randomly throughout the day I would be doing other things and he just dropping my spirit like he just dropped on my heart like I wonder what he's doing I wonder if he's thinking about me I wonder if he you know thought about our relationship or if he misses it at all I even started having dreams about like he was showing up in my dreams and thank god they wasn't sex dreams because my god the sex 12 of 10 do you hear me 12 of 10 his penis should be in a museum I think everybody got one of those that's like <laughs> a little slider that's like nigga if you wasn't so toxic bitch if you weren't so bad for me we might could have worked out a little something a little longer like <laughs> fuck all that love shit <laughs> what that mouth do you know what i'm saying but no 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 in all honesty like it wasn't sex dreams it was genuine just us spending time but it felt like he was there again like same as my grandmother i could feel him i could smell him and the feelings were like genuine like laughing together and having difficult talks and just like real healing and forgiveness and i thought the dreams would make me feel better but instead they made me miss him more it made me miss I don't our time together I, and and I honestly just haven't really figured out how to reconcile that shit like what do you do when a person who you know is no good for you creeps back in in a way that feels good or that feels right it may like it just put me in this frame of like am I wrong um is there space for him in my future is that just a setup? Is that old feelings talking? Is that unfinished business? If there's unfinished business, is that business I need to handle by myself? Is that healing I need to do alone? Is that healing I need to do with another nigga? Is it healing I need to have from him? Um, and typically I believe closure is this made up reason we use to talk to people we cared about because we really want them to care back um we think that that's gonna answer all our questions and you know calm some of our insecurities and it's it's gonna put a pretty little bow on an ending that we didn't necessarily want um and i genuinely think that closure has to like come from yourself like that that's what the grief is for that eventually, once you grieve it, you get to this space where you can be okay with it. And that is closure. Like, you provide that to yourself. That's not someone else's responsibility. But it did make me think of, like, if we did have a closure conversation, like, would that be helpful? Would it be hurtful? Um, but I ended up sharing this, and essentially the person I shared it with let me know that the nigga live in Houston again <laughs> and I'm like this is crazy um because I've been thinking about this person heavy and we could have been 
in the same space and like I wouldn't have known because I wasn't expecting him to be there um but the area he's in I do go to sometimes I go to a couple restaurants over there um I was looking for apartments over there at some point thank god I didn't move I like it just was also crazy to me um and the person let me know that you know he's maybe open to a friendship and it just kind of made me think of like I was grieving that friendship like is that even something I want to step back into and I honestly don't have the answer to that I feel like I know the answer is hell no run bitch but then there's a piece of me <laughs> that's really what it sounded like in my head just screaming at me to run bitch and then there's this other part of me that's kind of like see just see and trust that you're strong enough for whatever outcome comes from that. Um, and I don't really know which voice to listen to. Or whether there's somehow a combination of the two. Um, I don't really know. But I know it's put me in a weird place with grief of him. Because he feels more present um, than he has in a very, very, very long time. Hmm. And the kind of last thing that I'm grieving, this is a huge jump. Like I said, this isn't an episode with structure. This is really just me venting, really like a diary. Um, if you've been listening up until this point, like, sorry and thanks for listening. Um, but the last thing I've kind of been grieving is just... My life in the sense of not looking like what I thought it would look like. Um, like grieving the fact that there is something different out there. And it can be just as great, but it's different. So like grieving the life I imagined for myself that would be full of love and security and success. Whatever that means to me at different points in my life. Um... And I think the thing that has me grieving it mostly is school. Um, getting a PhD is hard, y'all. It is really not for the weak. And if you know anyone who has done it, um, congratulate them. Give them their flowers while they are yet still alive. <laughs> and if you have a friend who is currently in a PhD, you know who disappears from time to time or who you've seen change or who you see like going through it and maybe you can't understand not understanding is fine because it's a process that you truly do not comprehend until you are in it um it is a test not of like how smart you are fuck that like if you've gotten to a phd point like you know how to do school you know how to be a student it is the mental and emotional gymnastics that it takes to, and I guess I can only speak for like psychology programs here, because um, I haven't done any other PhD, but it's, it's, it's really been mental and emotional gymnastics of, of figuring out like if you belong, like are you good enough, like are you capable to jump through all the hoops and things that exist, not only within the program, so like systematic shit 
but also just like of life. Life don't stop for the better and for the worse. Like life don't stop. You know, like you got to remember to still be like I'm in my 20 somethings and a piece of me started to resent. I think that's that's an underlying thing in all of this, too, is resentment. I could go back to that. But for me here, a piece of me is starting to resent school because it feels like it's taken my 20s. That like I can see my friends or just people I know who I went to school with who are like living their 20s. Like we'll never be this young again. And like, I feel like life for me has somewhat been on pause. And so I've been trying to make a valiant effort to stop pausing because life don't stop um, and live my life, enjoy my life, travel, take breaks when I need it, be young and wild and reckless, like talk to that nigga on a dating app, like flirt with that nigga at the club, take the last minute trip you cannot afford to Atlanta to hang out with your friends, go to New Orleans and dance on the bar, on burp, like do all that shit, travel internationally to a place you don't know by yourself, but be safe, but like do all of that because life don't stop and I would hate to look back and like truly resent my choice of education um, and just career that I wanted for stopping me from living my best life, um, whatever that may look like at different phases of my life. Um, but yeah, and then life don't stop for the worst in the sense of like, I had this huge breakup um, that took a huge toll on me mentally and emotionally. I lost my grandmother. Um, my advisor, my original advisor left. You know, like she was pursuing her own dreams and her own worth, which I completely respect, but it left me in a weird space. Um, and even now, just like finding the motivation amongst all of this stuff that's happening. Um, I'm in a weird place with one of my friends. I'm in this weird space with that relationship. I'm in this weird space of feeling like I'm not finding love or like feeling able to date because I'm not where I want to be career-wise. So which means I'm not where I want to be financially. And I don't have time to entertain my like more creative endeavors like this podcast like I want to. And I just get so overwhelmed that like all of this is happening, but like school not stopping. Like this dissertation still got to get wrote. Comps still got to get taken. Clients still got to be seen. Notes still do. Like, you still got yearly evaluations. Like, there, it, like, <sighs> life hasn't stopped and the expectations never leave. And it's just like, I'm grieving because I thought I would be done. I thought I would feel smarter. I thought I would feel more accomplished. I thought I would be in a different place. And I'm not. And to be honest, that's very frustrating. But at the same time, I am opening myself up to like who I thought I was going to be in high school. Hell, when I graduated undergrad, like I'm not that person. And that's okay. Because I genuinely think that I am shaping up to be even better. Like it may not look like or like be on the path of what I thought. Like this easy peasy kind of straight and narrow, cool cut path. But I feel like I am shaping up to be a person who I am really going to enjoy, who I'm really going to respect, who I'm really going to love. And that part of it is exciting. 
um, yeah, so, but yeah, I've been grieving just like what my life could have looked like. Um, and that's, that, that's been hard. That has been difficult. Um, I just keep hearing in my own head, like I was supposed to be great. And then I have to remind myself that I still am. Um, I am still great. I am still a voice people want to hear and listen to. I'm still a person people care about. I am still an amazing human being who is just taking a little longer than I thought I would take. And I am worthy of the patience it's taking. I'm worthy of the wait. Um, Because I'm going to be fucking amazing. I already am, but I'm going to be even more fucking amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, like I said, this was not a typical episode. And I don't really know how this would be received. And so if you are still listening, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for hearing me out. For kind of being my virtual diary. Um I hope that if you did listen up until this point that maybe something resonated with you. Maybe you got something from it. Maybe you didn't. It'll be more tea to spill, I promise. But this was really just about like all my thoughts. The guilt of losing my grandmother and not being there to not being done and not being the person I thought I would be to the resentment of like time lost. Like, I feel like I have lost time on niggas and school and perfectionism. <laughs> but um, it's all a mess. But I think we all are a little bit. We all are a bit of a mess and just trying to figure it out the best way we know how. Um, sending a constant reminder that social media is the best and worst thing that has ever fucking happened to us. Uh, reminders that it is a highlight reel that people are showing a list of their accomplishments most times and don't compare yourself because comparison is the thief of joy as I am talking to y'all I am talking to myself I promise um but yeah just <sighs> like I said if you're still listening I hope you hanging in there you're a dope ass amazing person and you will figure it out I promise all of the emotions are normal from the bad ones to the good ones to the indifferent in between ones like feel that shit sit with that shit and come out on the other side um but i hope y'all are having a blessed day and i hope that y'all continue to tell life to respect you please because life be life -ing. but again thank you for listening sitting with me through this respect me please podcast episode on grief and i hope to see y'all on the next one bye